When I was in middle school, we used to play a game. Uh, I believe it was called 15 questions, or it was kind of like 20 questions, but it was a little bit different. The way we played the game was that if you got no to the answer for your question, meaning if you asked the crowd and the answer you got was a no, you only got 15 questions. But if you could ask the question in such a way as to get a yes, then you could ask as many yes answered questions as you want to. You could ask all the yes answered questions that you like. So really it's not about whether the answer is in the affirmative or in the negative, whether you're asking a positive question or a negative question. It's all about how you frame the question as to whether your answer is no or yes. The double negative. Remember? See, that's how some people will manipulate the truth in order to deceive or tell a lie. But today, especially in the media, there's a newer phrase. There's a phrase that's been very powerfully used probably more in the last two years than in any other time that I've heard it. And I'm going to tell you what that phrase is today and how leaders use that phrase to manipulate not only outcomes, but people. Welcome to Leading Leaders Podcast. Five-minute videos, five days a week. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. One of the things that I hear a lot, especially in news media, and it seems to be a new buzzword or a catchphrase, and that is to, to say of, especially when reporting of someone else's efforts or campaign, there's no evidence to support the fact. Now, hear clearly what that actually says. There is no evidence, parenthetically, in whisper, aside, uh, that I found, that I've researched, that I've looked up, that I've put my hands on, that I care to consider. What it doesn't say is that no evidence exists. It only says there's no evidence that I'm going to offer you. See, that's a whole different level of manipulation. But it's been an often repeated media strategy for a long time. It would be similar to in the job interview if, if the interviewer said to you, well, have you ever stolen anything? Mm, not that I recall. Well, do you remember when so-and-so said such-and-such? Ah, it doesn't come to my memory. I, I don't believe I was there at the time that it happened. I wasn't an eyewitness to the facts, so I can only speak on third party or on hearsay. Can you imagine how much in this world would be considered a fact if we had only eyewitnesses to the fact? Can you imagine how much truth would be swept away if the history books didn't matter? The photographs, they don't matter. The video, well, that doesn't matter. If we can suppress the truth, hide the truth, lie about the truth, and then just say, well, there is no evidence. I've been recalling a story that came out about someone who infamously sent a tweet. It was a school teacher. She sent a tweet. And in the tweet, she made some what could be statements of fact, but also maybe driven by some ulterior motive that she has. But the number of people who reported on her story and said, in effect, that her entire campaign was factually inaccurate or that it was false because there was no evidence to what she said. Now, 
what she stated was either factual or it wasn't factual. And the evidence would be in the census data. It would be the attendance rolls. It would be in the legal documents surrounding the statement that she made. And there would be a lot of legal documents to support what she's saying as either true or not. And it would be verifiable either direction to say, she's lying, here's the stats. She's wrong, here's what the actual facts say. But to simply say, there is no evidence that what she's saying is true, is to say, I'm not gonna look it up because if I did look it up, I might validate what she said. And if I validate what she said, then I'd either have to agree with her or disagree with her. But I'm not gonna take that chance. I'm just gonna tell you, don't watch here, don't look here, there's nothing to see here, there is no evidence, move along. There is no, there's no evidence, move along, just, just move along. And, and that's all the truth you get. I think in our day, we find that it's easiest to suppress the truth by simply saying there is no truth. Well, we change the meanings of words, we redirect people's thought processes, we tell them that what they thought all along, well, it wasn't, wasn't right, it was wrong, what they believed to be true, even the experiences that they've lived through, those aren't truth either. A truth is only determined by what we tell you it is. There, there's no foundational truth. There's no unquestionable truth. There's no undeniable truth. Truth is exactly what I tell you and nothing else. And if I didn't tell you it was true, well, then it wasn't. I remember when I was in high school, my sister had a t-shirt that said, if I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. And I always thought that sentence didn't make any sense to me because you're asking for my opinion. Why would, why would you give me my opinion? It's my opinion. I mean, what you'd give me is your opinion, and then it wouldn't be my opinion. It'd be your opinion. And I. But today we live in a world where if I want you to tell me your truth, I will give you your truth first. I will tell you what's true and what's tolerated as true, and then you can repeat it back to me, and that will be truth. Because otherwise, there is no evidence that what you're saying, what you're thinking, or what you're believing is right. I read a very long article yesterday. Uh, it was a hit piece, for lack of a better term, against a particular organization. And I'm familiar with the organization, not familiar with the author of the piece. But in the piece, they brought out probably six to ten uh, factual errors of this organization, or at least places where they disagreed. And some of them, they discussed two or three paragraphs at a time with deep derision. It was obvious that they had a, a vitriol for this organization. The irony was some of the things they claimed, oh, can you believe they're like that? Can, can you believe they do that? Can, can you even believe, oh my gosh, horror, that they actually practice this thing? And those were the things that not only the organization was founded on, but they were the things that the organization staked its brand on. They were the things that the organization was most proud of having accomplished. But suddenly they were the things of derision. Oh, there's no evidence. Oh, we're not, we're not going to dig into the facts and see, did these things actually benefit? Did they, did they prove to be good? Was it, was it worthwhile? Did it, did it actually help people? We're not getting into all that. No, we're not going there. There's no evidence to that that I'm going to show you, that I'm going to dig up, that I'm going to expose because it might reveal that I'm wrong. I'm just going to tell you there is no evidence. Move along. Don't look here. And I'm going to give you my opinion about this organization because I don't like them. And that today is what's considered leadership. We see it on our college campuses 
from top to bottom, from students who go, I'm offended by that. That person should go. I'm offended by the fact that they have a free thought and they should no longer be a professor or a school teacher or in charge of a business. I'm offended, so get rid of them. We have policies from the highest level of corporate America to the middle school and elementary schools that don't allow an absolute truth to exist. It's only what's true for the day. And some of what's true for today simply was not true 10 years ago. And if you think I'm crazy, just go back and look, I don't know, Joe Biden's been in Congress for almost 50 years. He's been in elected office more than he's been any other place in life, okay? Not a private job, didn't spend 30 years as a CEO and then get it off. No, he's, he's been in public office for almost 50 years altogether. So take those 50 years and pick maybe five top issues, gun control, crime, uh, same-sex marriage, um, busing. Let, let's take just those four or five issues. And then look over that 50-year history and ask yourself, is there an absolute truth? Is there an absolute right or wrong on any of those one issues? I'd do the same thing for any politician. Ted Cruz, Nancy Pelosi, I don't care who. Just ask yourself, could you find evidence to the fact that there is an absolute truth that our leaders in our government, our leaders in our schools, our leaders in our businesses, is there an absolute truth that they hold to? Are there things that today are right that yesterday were wrong? Are those an evolution of society? I mean, that big hot ball in the sky that still pops up from below the ground every day and rotates around the earth in order to call day and night and day and night and day and night. Well, that thing we still call the sun and it's still hot and it's still billions of miles away, right? I mean, has that changed or do we need to relabel that? Because when you look at it at first, it seems like it's white and maybe it's actually more yellow or red and we need to ask the sun why it's a supremacist of some sort. You see how silly some of this stuff gets? The idea is that there are no absolutes, there is no truth, but there's no evidence to that fact. I'll manipulate the truth until it suits my accommodations, until it suits my opinions. I'll, I'll manipulate whatever data you have until it makes me feel good and doesn't offend somebody. But there is no absolute truth. Forget about that, there's no evidence to the fact that there's absolute truth. I, I was working with a coaching client not too long ago, and they said, one of the things I admire about XYZ is that their answers to their questions are always the same. I said, well, yeah, the consistency is of a high priority and it's a high value for a strong leader and a good communicator. It's a whole lot easier to be consistent in your values, even if they're unpopular, than it is to try to cover your bases after you've lied and try to figure out where to go back on them. And they said, well, how do I learn to do that? I said, well, you've got to ask yourself, how is it that their questions are so consistent? The answer is really simple, core values. When your core values, like your reference to truth, are unchanging, you don't have to worry about being caught off guard. You believe the same thing all the time. Now, to the level that you can exercise that, that might be a little bit different. That might be about your maturity. It might be about the environment you find yourself in. I heard someone say recently, it's either habit or habitat. It's either what you do on a regular basis, the discipline that you have, or it's the environment that you find yourself in. 
And as either one of those changes, so will the outcomes in your life. But there's no evidence to that. Sure there is, plenty of evidence. If you're a leader and you're influencing other people's lives, what you need to know is that core values will save you. Core values attached to absolute truth will save you. Those two things, like the sun rising, almost always in the east, and almost always setting in the west. Sometimes it varies, but there's no evidence to that. No. Always in the east, always goes down in the west, has for millions of years, and probably isn't going to change anytime soon. When your core values are that solid, that established, there's plenty of evidence to that. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.